Hey guys, what's good? Um, so today I want to talk to young people. You know, I'm a young person. So I want to talk to uh, my fellow young people. It's one of the most important things I have learned in my life thus far in my journey. I actually started on this particular journey in this particular thing I want to talk about. I made the decision 11 years ago. I decided I was going to do everything I could to understand, to gain mastery in this very area. And over the past, um, it's been over a decade now, I've come a long way. I've still got a long way to go. Actually, I've still got more way to go than how far I've come. But at least I'm not where I used to be. Okay, so I just wanted to share some of the things I've learned over the years. And it's, I believe it's something, not even I believe, I know it is something that would greatly improve your life, all right? Now, I'm basically going to be giving kind of like um, an overview, all right? I'm not going to be giving, going too deeply into it because I, I didn't want to, like I, I said earlier, I, I want to keep um, my episodes short, um, um, optimally like just half an hour. So I'm going to be breaking out a lot of things um, in future episodes. So I can't go really go deep. Still, you'd gain, you'd learn a lot from this, and if you apply them, um, your life is going to improve tremendously. All right, just like mine have. So the thing is about wealth, about wealth, about money, about resources. You see, your environment. And by environment, I just, I don't just mean your physical environment. The environment where you were born, where you were raised, all right, where you currently live, whether these three, um, environments are the same, maybe you were born and raised and still live in the same place, or you've actually moved around. But all of these environments, they have a great impact on your mindset. Remember, your mind is what determines your reality, right? But what shapes your mind is your environment. Because we are social beings, human beings, we are very social. We interact with one another. And there are a lot of belief systems, a lot of, a lot of attitudes, a lot of habits that we naturally, subconsciously absorb from our environment. Like we're not even aware that we're absorbing these things from our environment, but it happens. You only realize in hindsight, when you look back on your life, I mean, I don't know if it's happened to you. You just realize, hey, where did I learn this habit from? Where did I learn this thing from? And then you start thinking about it and you realize, oh, I should learn it from this environment or from this person. All right. And so by environment, basically, I'm referring to the minds of other people around you that you interact with on a daily basis, both as a child, as an adolescent, as an adult currently, all of the people you interact with their mindsets you absorb you're like a sponge like you absorb from every single one of them so if you live amongst poor people you are inevitably going to be poor if you are raised among poor people and you live you grew up you interact all the time with poor people you are inevitably going to be poor because a servant is never greater than the master now, a servant could actually do greater things than a master, but still within this, um, the same line of trade. It's like, it's like, it's like a trade, right? 
Because even the proverb, the proverb came from a period where this whole apprenticeship of a thing, if you want to learn a trade, you have to go apprentice under a master for a number of years and then you gain mastery and you can get established on your own and take up your own apprentices. Now, poverty, trying to move from poverty to wealth is like you are already a master, right? But you want to switch trades. You want to go from one particular line of trade to an entirely different line of trade. You want to move from poverty to wealth. You need to go apprentice under someone who is a master in the new line of trade that you want to get into. In this case, you need to go start learning about money, about wealth from people who have actually garnered lots of money and built wealth, especially those who built wealth from scratch. Now, when I started, I didn't know this, but over the years, I've actually come to realize there are three skill sets when it comes to wealth. They're similar in some ways, but actually distinct. Each one is distinct from the other. Now, there is a particular skill set that is required to build wealth from scratch. And that is different from what is required to sustain wealth, which is kind of like maintain wealth so it doesn't run down. And that one is different, distinct from what it takes to grow wealth. All right. So if you want to, if you're, if you're starting out from scratch and you're building wealth, it's your best option isn't to learn from somebody. Like it's not every wealthy person that you could learn from, right? Because people who inherited wealth, most of them, the only skill set they would have is what it takes to maintain and grow. But they would be very, very deficient when it comes to helping you build from scratch, right? Because they themselves never built from scratch. I'm not saying you, you can't learn, but basically most of what you would be learning from them are things you would need later on in life after you have built wealth to a certain level. All right. So, uh, because focus, like understanding, having a plan, a strategy is very important. So you know who to learn from. Okay. As you're starting out. So, and this thing, I've actually seen it play, played out a number of times in real life. Okay that someone who comes from a poor background, by poor background, I don't mean like they're actually living in abject poverty. could be middle class, all right? But the mindset is the mindset of poverty. Oh, and basically the difference between the mindset of a wealthy person and a poor person lies in two words, two basic words, assets and liabilities. In the simplest, in the most basic form, that's the difference between the mindset of a wealthy person and a poor person. A wealthy person has a strong grasp of what these two concepts mean, but most poor people don't even have any idea, don't even know the words assets and liabilities, not to talk of what they mean. All right. So you need to, um, okay. So uh, let's keep going. So I've seen people from poor background. Right from poor environments who get lucky, have a windfall of cash, win a lottery or win a bet, no huge amount of money. The first time I, I saw this was, uh, I think that was in, in, in England. Someone won the lottery 
It was either a hundred million pounds or 10 million pounds. I still remember the figures were just one and then a lot of zeros. And over the course of two to five years, he lost everything, came back to square one. I think he, at the end, he actually committed suicide. He killed himself. And then I've seen this happen a lot of times. It's happened literally on every continent in the world, right? See, people, they'll come into a lot of money. Maybe they get lucky at work, get some deal or whatever it is, but they basically get a lot of money and not know what to do with the money. So what they end up doing, because see, whenever you want to take a decision, right? You just search through your mind for principles and beliefs and ethics, which you have absorbed from your environment over the years. So when you get like, in the case of money, you get a lot of money. And then what do I, you ask yourself, what do I do with this money? You don't have like all your ideas about what to do would be predicated on what you have seen other people you know you have interacted with over the years do when they get a lot of money. And what do poor people do when they get money? They go out and they spend. Buy, um, buy a sports car, anyway, everything. They've been like, buy a better car, moving to a better neighborhood. Um, change, start going to highbrow restu- uh, restaurants, change your wardrobes, you know, basically just keep spending, 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 and ultimately it'll run everything down to zero. That's exactly how it happens. A servant is not greater than the master. If you learned about money and financial management from poor people, it is inevitable that you will be poor. You want to get rich? You need to look into your life. This is something I've had to do. I've had to screen my entire belief system. I had everything I knew. I believed about money, about wealth. I did this in the year 2009. And as I was screening everything, every, every time I'm, uh, I'm about to take a financial decision, I would pause. Hold on a second. I'm about to do this because this is what I believe is the right thing to do in this case, right? But who did I learn this belief from? I'll try and trace back whoever it was. If that person was not wealthy, I'm throwing away that belief. I'm throwing it away as regards money and wealth. Please keep that in mind, right? But I wouldn't just throw it away. I would look. I would start um, like searching what do wealth, what belief do wealthy people have concerning this situation or this thing? And I'll try everything I could to find out what that, like the, all, um, what wealthy people believe about it. And if that thing, if the wealthy, if the belief of the wealthy about that thing is different from the belief I had, I'm throwing the one I had away. Why? I want to get wealthy. So whatever it is these people do, I want to start doing whatever it is they believe. I want to believe about money and about wealth. That is the way to grow. This has taken me 11 years so far. I had to do a lot of trial and error. Okay, not a lot compared to, like, um, considering the fact that I was actually learning from wealthy people. And for them to have been wealthy, it means they've made a lot of mistakes. All right? But I still had to make a lot of mistakes on my own as well. Because like I said, you need to keep trying different causes until you find the one that gives you the particular effect that you desire. If you don't know what I'm talking about, go listen to my previous episodes, right? So 
If you want to be wealthy, you need to start thinking like the wealthy in the areas of finance. What is an asset? You know, in the most, in the very most basic form, an asset is something that makes you money, that puts money into your pocket or into your bank account. While a liability is something that you spend money on, right? Something that takes money out of your pocket. Okay. So that's basically it. Now, to be wealthy, in the most simplistic explanation of it, to be wealthy is to have way more assets than liabilities. Now, most people in the world, most poor people, of course, most people in the world are poor. Most people in the world do not know that there is a difference between being rich and being wealthy. Huge difference at that. Because most rich people are not wealthy. To be rich is just to have a lot of money, a lot of resources, but it is different. And I'm going to explain to you, <coughs> excuse me, I'm going to explain to you right now what that difference is. First of all, the first thing you need to keep in mind, you need to understand if you want to be wealthy is this. If you stop working right now, how long would it take you to run out of money and out of resources? How long would it the longer it would take, um, the wealthier you are. All right. And as you know, of course, there are levels to wealth, right? But there are people who would literally thousands of years from now, they still wouldn't run out. All right. Which brings us to the definition of wealth. What is, like I said, there are levels of wealth. What is level zero? All right. Level zero of wealth is. Oh, hold on a second. Like I mentioned, if you stopped working, how long would it take you to run out of money? Which is to say, salary would never make you wealthy. If by the very definitions, the first requirement is that you stop working. All right. So if you want to be wealthy, you must have more than one source of income. Okay, but it doesn't just end there. There is um, another condition. The condition for being wealthy is that you do not work for money, which is to say those other sources of income does not require your direct effort in order to make you money. No. You should have other people working there or you invested in some someone else's business and then you earn a certain percentage of the profit. That's basically what it, uh, people do when they buy stocks, right? So, but it, it's not just in stocks that it happens. You could start a business and then get someone else to manage it for you for, and have staff working there. Basically, you just oversee things. And then, of course, after, as long as at the end of the month or at the end of the year, after you've paid, after all the expenses, salaries, and all of that, taxes, everything, you have profit, you have money left over, and you never had to work there. Now, that is a kind of income that makes you wealthy. All right? Now, here is the definition of wealth. And here, and that's the reason why most rich people are not wealthy. Remember, asset is something that puts money into your pockets, right? Something that makes you money. A liability is something that you spend money on, takes money out of your pockets. 
wealth is coming to the level. Okay. Before I define it, let's, let me tell you what level zero is. Level zero is if you check, you take a, a total of all your assets, right? All the income that you get from the other businesses that you do. So which is to say, if you, if your only source of income is where you work, then you need to diversify. You need to actually learn, um, learn and start some other things like build other sources of income. Basically, that's what you need to do first. And it is way, way easier to do that. Now, if you go listen to the trailer I made, I had to just quickly do that off the top of my head. Right. So in the future, I could change that. I could modify it. But for now, I just think it's something that is relevant to um, the things I'm currently talking about right now. I've got a lot of things to share on this podcast, but I wanted to start with the mindset because mindset is very, very, very powerful. It's what determines everything. In the world of today, we, if you are alive, if you are listening to me right now, you are lucky. You are among the luckiest category of human beings ever to walk this earth. We have way more opportunities than any other generation of human beings that has ever lived. As a matter of fact, if you live in a first world country, you have access to the internet, you've got running water, and you're not forced like... You've got a roof over your head and you're not forced to do things that you don't like. You understand? Like based on like where you live and you don't owe anybody. You are way, way better than most of the wealthy people from as recently as 200 years ago. You are way, 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 way better off than they were. We have a lot of opportunities. And one of the biggest of them, like the, the game changer is the internet because the internet really took, brought us into the age of information. It democratized opportunities. You, like it made it possible for you to build wealth from scratch. Because remember I said you need to start learning about wealth and about money from wealthy people, right? How do you learn from people? Not just in the area of wealth. You learn from people. Like how do you know what someone thinks about something? That should be when they talk about those things, right? Like interviews or if they journaled their thoughts, they wrote books, you need to go read those books. So you need to start looking. People that are wealthy, as many of them as you can identify, you could just start within your locality, within your uh, um, your country and all the wealthy people you know, just start looking for their books. If they currently organize seminars and trainings, do whatever you can to be there. Because remember I said, we imbibe belief systems and principles and ideologies. We imbibe it mostly unconsciously. But the good thing is you can discipline yourself and actually kind of like chaperone your mind to learn the right things. Now that you know, because virtually everybody wants to get wealthy, everybody in the world. But what is the reality? Most people are not wealthy. Most people would never be wealthy. So you gotta, you gotta understand. And what it is that determines our reality, right? It's the actions that we take. Okay. Although the actions we take is, are, are predicated upon the beliefs that we have. So everything still comes back to the mind, right? But, but still, so if everybody wants to be wealthy, but only very few people are wealthy, it means common sense will never make you wealthy. 
Because common sense is what everybody believes is right. In this case, what everybody believes is the right thing to do regarding money and finances and wealth and all of that. You cannot live your life based on those beliefs. If you do, it means you are condemning yourself to a life of poverty. So the way to learn from the wealthy, the internet has made things very easy. A lot of interviews, uh, yeah, a lot of them on YouTube, for instance, you could get a lot of them and then books, even audio books. For those of you who don't really like reading, at least you could do audio books. It's way, way better. Go sign up on Audible or uh, MentorBox, uh, one of the new platforms, which is actually kind of like video books. But still the same thing. The most important thing is that you learn those ideologies of the wealthy, right? And you start implementing them. Okay? So, wealth is, the level zero of wealth is if... At the end of the month, you check, you calculate your monthly cost of living. Let's say it's $3,000. And then you take a total of all your income from the other sources, not your main source where you actually work. All of the sources of income that you have, you take a total of all of them. Whenever it equals your income from your other, like the other sources of income that you have, Whenever it equals your cost of living, then you have reached level zero. What this means is if you stop working, you can afford to keep like maintain your current standard of living in perpetuity, right? This is theoretically, but practically we know that in business income isn't guaranteed. No level of income is guaranteed. Actually, some months you can actually, uh, uh, run into losses. You know, you could run a deficit. Which is why you cannot afford to remain at level zero. Alright? Now, remember, your main source, uh, like you having to work, any money you earn directly does not count. Why? Because a lot of things could make you lose your job. Half a year ago, most people who are currently unemployed right now would never have imagined that they would have lost their jobs by this time. But then the pandemic happened, and now suddenly they're out of work. And all of these people who are out of work, they had plans for the rest of the year and for all the years ahead. And all of those plans are predicated upon their income from the jobs that they have now lost. So you see all of those dreams just dashed. And now that's why a lot of people like are in panicking. A lot of people are depressed and all of that. You see, it's important that you, you, you build wealth. And one of the things I learned, and it's, this is one of the myth, myths, um, that power, like poverty has, you know, that everybody cannot be wealthy. That is not true. Everybody can be wealthy. There is no limit to wealth. See, poor people think um, like the current wealthy people are kind of monopolizing the resources. That is not true. Because wealth is a function of value. Create. Okay, let me not even go into that. I want to keep things like an overview. 
So let me give a complete overview. Let me not go too much into detail. But basically what I'm saying is now, if like you just heard me, like your mind rejected what I just said, that everybody can be wealthy. Still what I'm saying, you need to change that mindset. Because if you, if you do not believe it, you are never going to have it. That is the reason why the majority, it's, it's like, it's a paradox. We have the most opportunities now. We have more opportunities now than any other set of human beings who have ever lived. And yet we're complaining more than most of them ever did. Complaining, just sitting there waiting for handouts. Come on, get up, get off your ass and go do something. Because there is no free lunch. Nobody's coming to save you. There is nothing is free, even in Freetown. That's the capital of Sierra Leone in West Africa. Nothing is free, even when you go to Freetown. You still got to pay to play. If you want to play, you got to pay. Just like in a casino. You got to pay to play, baby. You got to pay to play. So, when you you take um, you take this, you do this calculation, you find out, okay, first of all, if you don't have a source of income, if you have only one source of income, then that means definitely you need to start thinking about and actively working towards having more than one source of income. As a matter of fact, um, most wealthy people, okay, let's, let's actually get more specific. Most millionaires have seven, four to seven sources of income, four to seven. And when it comes to billionaires, some of them have 12, 15, 20 different sources of income. But don't overthink it, right? Just start. You start from where you are, right? You start from one extra source of income. And one. it's very, very easy. Like in this age right now, you could just invest in crypto or in stocks or like there are a lot of things. Even real estate, Airbnb has changed the game. Like what used to require a lot of money to get started before, now you can get started with what you have. Something way like something that everybody can afford just take some time and, and save up you could actually invest in something that would give you an extra even if it's like a trickle you know we call it streams of income right but even if you all you get is a trickle of extra income a trickle is something it is drops of water that makes an ocean all right as long as you keep developing that trickle ultimately you're going to have a, a flow and from there a stream from there a river all right, and then you can diversify to something else. Okay, now in subsequent episodes, I'm actually going to give you a breakdown, an actual breakdown of how you can actually start from where you are right now and build wealth, like within five, ten years, five to ten years. You can actually do it. I've seen people do it in less than two years, right? But to keep things realistic, five to ten years to build wealth. So. At whatever point the income from your assets, you know, supersedes your monthly cost of living, you have become wealthy. Now, a lot of people who are rich, they have, they have money. They might be earning in hundreds of thousands of dollars, but their cost of living is way, way higher than that income. And then if they ever stop working, if they stop earning that money for whatever reason, they go broke almost instantly. Even superstars, celebrities, it's happened to a lot of them, even movie stars. It happened, even sports, 
starts. It happens. And that's what shows you like they don't understand. Since they do not have that mindset of the wealthy, of distinguishing between assets, like having an understanding of assets and liabilities, and then actively working towards maintaining more assets, greater assets than the liabilities. They're always going to have more liabilities. As long as you have more liabilities than assets, you must work for the rest of your life. Once you stop working, you go broke. That is the difference between wealth and riches. All right? You could be living in a mansion. Of course, just the cost of maintenance. I, I was, I was um, listening to a conversation the other day. I think it was on Quora. I was going through. Yeah, it was on Quora. There was a particular um, thread on Quora and where they were talking about actual millionaires were talking about why they, like they used to live in mansions before, but then they moved out. And they realized, like, it's just a, a money drain. We talked about just maintenance alone. How much it costs. So, you see, you might be looking at those people superficially, like, externally, they appear to be wealthy. But the reality is, if they ever stop working, if any kind of misfortune happens and that source of income stops, even for a month, they go broke. You see, one of the first things I learned um, from, um, now this is not even people, that, uh, the, p- the person I learned this from is less than 10 years older than I am. So, still a young person. He says, if you cannot afford to buy a car, now specifically because a lot of young people want to buy a car. They think uh, once you buy a car, it's going to make your movement easier. It's going to save you. You save a lot of money in terms of transportation, especially down here in Africa where in most places where we, we don't really have a very efficient public um, transportation system. Like, I don't think there's anywhere apart from in South Africa. I'm not even sure if we have a, a subway, like a really decent subway um, service in Af- anywhere in Africa. You know, because subways are usually the cheapest form of public transportation. But now, because of that... People over here would like it. when you calculate how much you spend uh, transportation in a month. You'd be like, if I had a car, um, I mean, if I bought fuel of this amount, it would take like half this amount can cover like can buy me enough fuel to power my car for the entire month. So I'm I'm gonna be saving money if I had a car. What you don't realize is, the minute you buy a car, your monthly expenses go way up. Sometimes it triples, not even doubles, it triples. Because just maintenance alone costs a lot of money. And you cannot predict when your car would break down or develop a fault. Like something could happen, maybe just a weird sound you, you, you that like wasn't there before. And, and then you, you started hearing some weird sound in your car. And then you take it to a, an auto shop. And then they realize by the time they're done, like... Um, diagnosing the car, they realize, oh, there are actually several different faults that led to this. And by the time you're done, you have spent a lot of money. Okay. Actually, there was a time I saw a stat somewhere. I don't recall exactly, but basically it was like how much, like, um, I think it was within a two, the first year of buying a car, the cost of maintenance in a year would, uh, I think, yeah, within a year or within two years was like double. Of what it costs you to buy the car in the first place. Just regular maintenance. Not like a major breakdown or you have an auto crash or something. 
That one is something that costs way more. So here's the thing, the secret to wealth is keeping your liabilities as low as possible. You need to actually screen your entire cost of living, whatever thing that you can do without. Now, this is for people, if you are coming from nothing, you want to build wealth from scratch, you need to cut off as much liabilities as possible. As long as that thing is not a need, is not a necessity, even if it is a necessity, if you can have a less expensive alternative, then go for that one. Like in, I talked about cars, use public transport. It is less expensive. And just like normally having a car, usually you could, you might want to go to a place, right? That if you were to use public transport, it would take you a lot of time. And so when you consider it, be like, ah, I don't want to go. Maybe, uh, I do, I do. It's a lot of time, a lot of stress. But because you have a car, you'd be like, ah, I could just go there. Like I just buy fuel. Now, it would make you go out more often, which means you spend more money because going out, it's not just the, the cost of fueling your car, like putting gas in your car. No, no, no. You're still going to spend money uh, while you're out. Okay. And then upgrading your wardrobe from time to time. All of these things are not necessities. You need to cut down on ev- all of that and focus on building your assets. Remember, the more stream sources of income you have, the better. There is no limit. There is no limit at all. And remember, as you're thinking of that, the actual goal is not to like be working like how is like having four businesses where you work in each of those businesses. Now, now you could take that. When I give you the breakdown, I'm going to go into that in, in detail. But basically, even if you start a side business, the goal is to build it up to a level that you have someone else managing it for you. All right. It doesn't matter. The person managing it could actually be making more money than you are in terms of salary. It doesn't matter. What matters is your time because time is the only luxury. There are only two luxuries that human beings have choice and time. And actually the reason why time is a luxury is because of choice, right? We, we can choose things, but we only have limited time in which to choose. Like a lot of things we can do, but we have limited time. Every man's got 24 hours. I always say that on my WhatsApp status. Every man's got 24 hours. What you're doing with yours, what you do with your time is, is what determines how your life would be. Okay. So you want to get wealthy? Change your environment. If it's going to require now, it mustn't require like you actually moving out of where you currently live. But like I said, start listening to podcasts by wealthy people. You know, go on your social media, unfollow all those people living, you know, trying to keep up with the Joneses, all this flashy lifestyle. Unfollow all of them. Start following wealthy people. Anywhere that talk, remember what you need is the mindset, the ideologies, the belief system that the wealth, that wealthy people have about money and wealth, right? And opportunities. Like even in the recession, there are things, what wealthy people do when things get tough, when the economy goes into a recession is completely different from what poor people do. In every way, what you need is the ideology. So whatever medium wealthy people express their ideologies on, you need to get tuned in. Whether on the radio, that's why I said 
if there are businessmen, people who have built wealth, especially from scratch, I keep mentioning this because like I explained earlier, it takes a different skill set to maintain wealth or grow wealth than it takes to build from scratch. All right. So if there is a seminar or a, even if it's not called a seminar, even if it's just a conference, right? But wealthy people are there. Even from normal conversation, even in movies, right? Um, where they depict, that's why I, I'm very particular about this. What I'm telling you are things I actually do. I cleaned up my entire social media. I unfollowed like, and with the whole AI thing of our algorithm, once you hide a, a particular kind of post, the AI is going to automatically show you related posts less frequently. So now even my recommendations on YouTube everywhere, like it's in line with this. It's not only wealth, there are other interests I do have, right? But I'm very, very careful with these things. I'm, I pay careful attention to it. I'm very deliberate about it so that I grow. That's how you grow and achieve. It doesn't happen spontaneously. Now, <laughs> um, I'm going to talk, I'm going to dedicate an episode to this spontaneity, leaving things to chance. I'm going to tell you exactly why that is the worst possible decision you can ever make in your life. Don't ever leave something to chance. Don't ever do that. That's the worst thing you could ever do or try to sit on the fence. There is no middle ground in life. You're either here or there. There are only two polarities, negativity and positivity. If you're not here, you're definitely there. And that's why the saying is my en an enemy of my enemy is a friend. There is no middle ground. Okay. So, um, oh, one more thing I need to mention is please in whatever you do in life, as you grow, like I talked about wealth, right? As you grow in this, don't make the mistake that most people make, uh, which is not teaching your children everything that you learn. You see, parents, we have this instinctive drive to to, to shield our children from the negative ex experiences that we, we had, um, growing up, especially when we came, we came from a poor, a poor background and then we managed to build wealth or at least get rich. We try to shield our children. That is a mistake in many ways. Every single time you learned about money, you need to teach your children these things and not just teaching them verbally, practically. They need to start managing money, learning about this, not just learning theoretically, but actually managing it, watching it. Remember I said we, we observe, um, like we, we, we absorb a lot of ideologies just by observing people around us, right? It could be as simple as just listening to people's conversations. This is why people who are raised in abusive homes, most of them end up being abusive spouses when they get married. Or they start dating someone. Like we imbibe these things subconsciously. We don't even, like it happens without our being aware of it. But the good news is you can discipline your mind. And actually deliberately control yourself to change the negative ideology. And train, like develop new ones, positive ones. Um, I read the book uh, by Joyce Meyer, Battlefield of the Mind. And in that book, she said something that really resonated with me. And, uh, and what she said is, you need to start thinking about what you are thinking about. Basically, what she's saying is you need to start monitoring your thoughts. So don't even leave your thoughts to chance. 
And it's something it really resonated with me because I, I, I realized it's what I've always done all my life. And that's how I constantly keep like building my life. Basically, I keep monitoring all of my habits. Once I realize something, okay, I no longer like this habit or I no longer like this thing I do, this tendency, this proclivity, I change it. But it doesn't happen instantly. I keep monitoring. Like every time I'm about to do something and I would always remember, oh, I decided I don't, I no longer want to be doing this thing. And so I'm going to stop and do the other thing because it's not just enough to decide I don't want to be doing this because you don't stop habits. You replace habits. You don't, um, like you don't remove ideologies. You replace them. Life abhors vacuum. It it abhors it. So if you're removing something, you need to replace it with something else. So, um, so basically, so what I'm saying is everything you do is one of, uh, I think, um, Robert Kiyosaki also mentioned this in his book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, where he talked about the rich dad would always bring them, like allow them in when he's having some meetings with um, his lawyers and bankers and all of them managers and they'd always listen to the conversation. They wouldn't say anything. They just listened. And over the years, he did not know, they did not know him and his friend. They did not know at the time, but over the years, he realized, like he would now, he mentioned in the book that being, just being present in those meetings and observing the, him do business deals and transactions and all of that, they were learning principles about wealth, wealth generation and maintaining and growing wealth and all of that. So you need to start paying attention to this, right? So everything you learn, not just in wealth, in every area of your life, anything that you learn that improved your life, don't forget it. As you learn it, also set up a system in your mind of how you're going to teach your children that thing. Because if you don't teach them, then you're going to end up, they're going to be like, it's going to cause you a lot of pain in your later years because they're going to be the complete opposite of what you, everything you stand for. And that is why a generation would build wealth from scratch. Like in a particular lineage, they're all poor, generation after generation poor, but one particular generation might just break free from that vicious cycle and build wealth. But because they never transferred the skills and the knowledge to their children, the next generation would squander all that wealth and bring everything down to zero. In, in a few cases where um, the people who built the wealth actually garnered insane levels of wealth that one generation could not finish it, then some of it would be transferred to the third generation. And by the third generation, everything is definitely inevitably brought down to zero. Such that by the fourth generation, when you come across anybody from that family, when you observe that family in the fourth generation, you could almost swear that this family has never tasted wealth. Why? There was no transfer. The only thing that was transferred was the wealth but not the knowledge or the skill of how to build it or maintain it or grow it. That is why there are only very few wealthy families in the world. By wealthy, I mean families who have managed to remain wealthy over several generations, like say four or five, six generations. Very few of them. And go watch such families. 
they don't joke with their belief system. They don't joke with the mindset. They don't, from a very young, from as, as soon as you can start to think and understand concept, they start teaching their children these things because they know that is what, if they miss it in a particular generation, if they mistransferring this ideology and the mindset, the wealth would start declining. That's the way it is. Wow. So this has gotten way longer than I expected. So I'm just going to end it here. So in subsequent episodes, I, I've got some questions from the previous ones, right? I just don't want to keep um, things just going in that area of just mindset, mindset. I'm still going to like a lot of things to cover. So basically, uh, you should hit that subscribe or follow or favorite button so you get to see uh, more great content as I drop them. Because I promise you, I promise you, we're in for a long ride. And this is going to be very, very transformative, right? Your life is not going to be the same, seriously. So don't just listen to this. Apply. Remember, remember, life is never going to give you what you deserve or what you think you deserve. It's only going to give you what you demand. And you don't demand verbally. You demand by taking decisive action. So whatever it is that you want out of life, get up and go get it. All right? Talk to you guys later.